welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on April 17th, Lord's Day Service. exhortation comes from Proverbs uh, chapter 27, verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Faithful are the wounds of a friend does not mean that friends occasionally hurt one another's feelings, and that's okay. This isn't talking about accidental friction between friends. This is talking about something else. It contrasts faithful wounds of a friend with the profuse kisses of an enemy. This Proverbs teaches us how to identify the difference between a true friend and an enemy in disguise. The word for wound here is the Hebrew word pesa, and Solomon uses it, the same word again in Proverbs 20, verse 30, which says, Blows that wound cleanse away evil. Strokes make clean the inmost parts. In the second passage, it doesn't say who is dealing the blows that wound, but we're encouraged to see painful experiences as coming from the hand of God. God uses afflictions to purify us. Trials are refining fire that, the fa- that our Father uses to burn away the sinful dross in our lives. Faithful are the wounds of a friend means that a good, faithful friend will challenge you with hard words that will hurt. A faithful friend is someone who loves you enough to tell you the hard things that no one else is willing to tell you. Today, I want to exhort you to ask yourself, do I have in my life anyone who faithfully wounds me? If the answer is no, then I'd like to warn you that you, friend, are in a perilous place. The way of modern society is for each of us to, carefully con- to live in a carefully constructed echo chamber of affirmation. One of the modern mantras of our day is to purge from your life any negative influences that bring you down. If someone is making you feel bad about yourself in any way, then they need to be canceled. But a Christian cannot do this because scripture confronts our sin and makes us feel bad about ourselves. And indeed, here in Proverbs, we're told the opposite. Instead of calling friends who hurt our feelings haters, we're to call them faithful friends. So again, my question to you today is, do you, dear brothers and sisters, have any faithful friends? Is there anyone in your life whom you interact with regularly that you have given permission to call you out and confront you about your sin? If the answer is no, then my exhortation to you today is to go out and to cultivate that kind of friendship. And to be clear, I'm not encouraging you to go out and volunteer to wound everybody around you, calling it faithfulness. The ability to faithfully wound a friend depends upon the existence of a level of trust and credibility that's been earned through a pattern of love and loyalty over a long period of time. So this isn't something that just can happen overnight. If you meet someone here at the beginning of the worship service, you know, before, before we started this morning, and you decide after the service that, that you, you need to confront them about what you think is a big sin in their life, then you, sir, are not a friend. You're a jerk. So if you don't have anyone in your life today that has ever called you out about your sin, I'd like to encourage you to consider a few things. First, ask yourself, why is this the case? And and be brutally honest with yourself. 
Have you been carefully avoiding getting close enough with anyone that anyone might actually be able to recognize sinful patterns in your life? Have you reacted so poorly when someone has ever done anything that sounds like it could be an accusation of sin that now everyone in your life walks on eggshells? The second thing I'd like to encourage you is, again, to cultivate at least one faithful friend like this. Someone who knows you well enough to notice when something's wrong. Someone who knows you and loves you and wants what's best for you. And there may not be someone in your life right now that fits the bill. It's going to take some intentional, proactive effort to find and cultivate this kind of friendship. It's not okay to recognize that you don't have this kind of friend and then just to do nothing about it. We need to pray and ask God to give you this good gift and start by taking steps to make it happen. You need at least one faithful friend like this in your life. And I want to just speak directly to a few people. So husbands, um, while there certainly should be some sort of degree of this kind of interaction happening in your home, um, there certainly is, um, but I'd like to encourage you, particularly husbands and dads, to seek this kind of friendship outside of the home. Being the leader and the authority in your home can make it difficult for those within your home to to remain respectful and submissive while confronting your sin. You need to have a friend who can come and slap you upside the head and tell you to knock it off uh, when when you need it, and and especially with regard to how you're treating your wife and kids. Uh, I also want to speak to parents uh, with teenagers and to teenagers. I'd like to encourage you to strive to, to develop this kind of relationship with your children. This relationship with your children is, is dynamic. It doesn't just stay in one kind of form for, the, for the whole, your whole life. It actually starts with a helpless baby who depends entirely on the parent, and it ends with a, help, with a helpless parent who depends entirely on the child. So this is a dynamic relationship. And in a short time, these kids in your home will become adults. And in your teenage years, you have an opportunity to become their friend and advisor. Teenagers, I promise you, that having this kind of relationship with your parents will be a huge blessing and you will be thankful for it. So to both parents and teenagers, don't squander this wonderful opportunity you have to develop this kind of relationship. And finally, to kids in general, I'd just like to encourage you to look at your brothers and sisters as the best potential candidates for this kind of friendship. Scripture says that there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and many times that friend is a brother or sister. How good and pleasant is it when brothers dwell together in unity? There's no one in the world who has the potential to be a better lifelong friend than your siblings. Those stinky brothers and annoying sisters are God's gift to you and have the potential to be a blessing for the rest of your life. And so that's the exhortation this morning. Stop avoiding true friendship. Every Frodo needs a Samwise Gamgee in order to keep him on the path, and you are no different. I want to leave you with one final thought. Scripture has more to say about friendship. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay his life down for his friends. There is a kind of friend who not only confronts your sin, there's a kind of friend who will lay his life down for you. There's a kind of friend who will not only wound you, but who will be wounded for you. And you, Christian, have such a friend. The prophet Isaiah foretold his coming, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. This introduces a whole new dimension to this passage. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Christ is our faithful friend who was wounded for us. And this adds a whole new dimension to the second proverb we looked at. 
from 20, verse 30. Blows that wound cleanse evil. Strokes that make, make clean the innermost parts. Second Peter says, He himself bore his, our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. Christian, on Good Friday, our friend Jesus was wounded in order to cleanse you of your evil. He was beaten to make your innermost parts clean. He was the one and only true friend, faithful friend who was wounded and laid down his life for his friends. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Oh, yeah.